You're listening to the Small Talk Podcast, covering local business and community in the city of Des Plaines. Hello and welcome to Small Talk, connecting business and community, brought to you by the Des Plaines Chamber of Commerce and Industry and Ian Interactive. I'm your host, Andrea Bewer, the Executive Director of the Chamber. Today's episode is going to be an interesting one for sure. I'm so excited to have my friend Chris Wozniaka, owner and operator of Illusions Bar and Grill in Des Plaines. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. Well, I've enjoyed getting to know you and Nikki, your wife, owner of Illusions in Displains. By the way, you have such wonderful food. You well, guys are great. It. Thank you. We put our love into it. So, And I have to say also wonderful old fashions. Ah, <laughs> one of our favorites for sure. <laughs> one of my favorites, <laughs> but can't wait to have one. But I've enjoyed getting to know them and they're a Displains Chamber member. So I'm just dying to find out because obviously with food and drinks so good, you obviously have been in this industry for a long time. How did you get into this? Well, it's an interesting story. You know, my family's not part of the restaurant industry, first generation here in America. And my parents, you know, put hard work and dedication on everything you do to make sure that you do it well. We went to college, uh, my sister and I. And I would say probably two months into freshman year, I was just like, yeah, you know, I could do this, but it's just something that I don't really care about. So I started doodling on a scratch paper. I was working at Baker Square at the time. And I How thought old were you? I was 18 at the time. Yeah. And then when I opened up the business, I was 19 years old. Uh, 16 so credit cards. Yeah. Illusions at 19, 19 years, years old. old. Yeah. The freshman year in college. Yeah. So 23 years strong now. So, so how do you know how to cook? At uh, that you know, time? it's a trial and error. You know, yeah. at, at the end of the day, obviously you have your certain taste that you like, but then your palate, it just, as you get older, you, mm-hmm. you know, you try out different things and you create your own recipes through that. So I was not classically trained like some of the chefs out there, but I've worked with some talented cooks that showed me some of the ropes and the old timers they have a lot of tricks up their sleeves and it was something that I just watched and absorbed like a sponge and was able to create something off of their menu items you know obviously watching Mm -hmm. YouTube videos and Food Network is a huge TV show and you could get a lot of ideas from there so it just kind of stuck to me you know just happened yeah but let's get in the nitty-gritty so Tell me a little bit more about the industry. How have you seen it change over the last couple of years, especially with COVID, the pandemic, social media? I mean, we could go on and on, but what what have you seen? It's definitely a 360 and a game changer in our industry in a sense of it really tested the owners, the chefs of the restaurants uh, during COVID. I opened up my business and a few years later, September 11th happened. And that was a shock to our community. Mm -hmm. But this was pre-social media. So in a weird way, it helped our business, Mm -hmm. you know, where people came together. We were busy from the time we opened to the time we closed with people, you know, hugging each other, trying to, you know, talk what's going on. And for a week, you know, we didn't play any music. It was just everyone was glued to the TVs and they were all together. And our business was like the United Nations. We, we get yeah. all walks mm-hmm. of life that come to mm-hmm. our place. So it's a gathering spot. Then the housing industry came in and it really 
did change my business because a lot of our customers are the tradesmen, mm-hmm. they sell houses and it just, that really affected us. And yeah. then now COVID hit us yeah. and it was one of those things where, you know, the other ones we were still open and we were able to try to get business where here it's like, it was day to day. You didn't know if you could stay open. Can you do this? So right. we had to pivot. I mean, at the end of the day, you can't stand still. So what did we do? We started freshening up the decor at Illusion, you know, things mm-hmm. that you couldn't do when you're open, you know? And so we said, okay, either we're going to go down swinging or we're just going to stand here and not do anything. So, mm-hmm. you know, my whole team, I have one of the best staff around and they all stuck together and they said, let's do all the ideas, Chris, that you've talked about through all these years. We have time now. And that's what we did. You and know, that's we, when social media became important too. And, and social media did come into play. We were able to uh, put up our daily specials and things like that. And, to go. and it definitely yeah. swung the other way. Not that I'm not a fan of social media. Obviously, I'm that old school where I like when people gather and talk. That's mm-hmm. why I love our business when right. we get the bar crowd and the tables with people laughing when people are glued through their phones and not really they're communicating but they're communicating in a different way so but it did help us in a sense of put our word out because they couldn't come in so they were able to pick up the to-go's and it really helped our business grow during that time and I think make people realize we're more than just a coffee place or a bar with liquor it's wow they got really good food you know so Let's go back to that social media Google all the neighborhood pages How has that impacted your business or how maybe let our viewers know like when they eat something good or if they have maybe not in their opinion not the best experience how has that changed for you all yeah you know it's it's one of those things where you know you it's a love-hate relationship with like google reviews and yelp and and facebook and all that stuff just because when you have a good review you're all excited right mm-hmm. makes you feel good makes you realize that you're doing something that you love and people are seeing it and then when that negative re- review comes out, you start thinking, okay, am I good at what I'm doing? It really breaks you down. And, you know, I guess the best thing I could say to everyone who does a review, if it's a negative review, try to talk to the management first, the staff, the owner, the chef. You know, we really want you to have a good time. We don't want you leaving in a bad experience. Mm-hmm. So we could probably nine out of 10 times fix it. Make it right. And make sure, you love of course. it, you know? And unfortunately, in today's world, and you know, when I was in college studying, I think it was for every like one good thing that somebody has to say, they might tell one or two people. But if there's a bad thing, they're going to tell like ten or twenty. Mm-hmm. And it's it's With one of those media, things, it's yeah. So, that so now, yeah, or... and it's just it, it's you understand that we truly want to make your experience the best. And sometimes it doesn't work out. It just there's there's so many factors that sometimes that just don't play together that yeah, either you'll have a bad experience, but just let the restaurant or wherever you go, a store or whatever, just let them know because they will probably fix it for you. Especially then, for small businesses. Exactly. Like that. And then if you do put a, a negative review, just it truly highlight why you had a bad experience. Don't just put a one star and not say why, because then it kind of doesn't help us out to become better. You know, it's or a, give the restaurant a chance and yeah. then maybe update it. You know, people don't realize that they exactly and they could come back and and say, hey, you know, I went again. And so I think, you know, definitely, you know, definitely give a business a second try if they did have a bad experience. Um, But like, again, like I said before, the first thing I think before a negative review, 
is to go to either management, mm-hmm. anyone that you could go to that could possibly remedy to the situation. And I'm sure 100% that they would try to fix it. And if you have a good experience, put it on, post it uh, often, share it, yeah. <laughs> share it pictures, on the neighborhood yeah. page, you do know, in the, as much as you can. We but, definitely in the yeah. restaurant business love having like our food showcase. So if you, know, if you get a meal and it looks you know, pretty and it looks nice, you know, before you eat it, take a little snapshot and post it. You know, it definitely helps us a lot. How has things changed in the back of the house? You know, is there anything else, especially in light of the pandemic and things like that? How has that changed? Has your operations, staffing, how is that going for you? Yeah, you know, it's, this is probably the hardest time in the 23 years that I've been in business that I can't find staff. I mean, we are, you know, during the closure, my wife and I, we worked less hours because we were closing at nine, 10 o'clock versus the 1 a.m., 2 a.m., mm-hmm. you know, times that we were closing prior to COVID, but we were more exhausted and it was more mentally than physically, just not knowing your future, what's going to happen in our industry. And then you start guessing like, did I do the right decision going into this industry? And it burnt out a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of servers didn't come back. I, I, I saw some study that I want to say maybe 60% said that they're not going to come back in the industry. You know, they were tired of sometimes when they were a waiter, you know, the mm. abuse of, of, of guests, right, you know, saying right. things and, and doing all that. And it took a toll. And then the back of the house, I mean, we work seven days a week, right? Uh, we work almost every holiday. So when people are enjoying themselves, we're actually getting in. And, you know, I've missed a lot of Christmases. I've missed a lot of Thanksgivings cooking for other families, you know? And so I think that kind of also burnt out our industry in a sense of, I'd like to have a weekend off. I'd mm-hmm. like to be that person enjoying going into a restaurant than being the one that's always behind. So it is a challenge. I'm very lucky to have the few that I have right now that are just all-stars, you know, and they really do love coming to work. I mean, they come in with a smile and, you know, they even say, I don't feel like it's worked. It's uh, an extension of my home. So hopefully- Illusions you know. <laughs> is like the cheers. That's what it I really like to is. say. It really is. You know, you could come by yourself and uh, within seconds, you'll have a group of friends. So are you doing anything special to get them to stay or is there any advice that you could give to some of the other restaurants I guess that are having difficulties like anything that you do different or you probably don't want to share it but, <laughs> no but you no, know what? there's it's great it's, you know our, it's an easy recipe and the mm-hmm. recipe is just basically just take care of the guests and just you know get to know them and the guests um, will take care of them yeah you know and mm-hmm. you know I've always I've always said this to my staff and through the 23 years I've hired um, I say 10% of our guests or 90% of our business. So if you take care of that 10%, you're going to make 90% return. You got it. So the 10%, you know, get to know their name, get to know what they drink, get to know the foods that they usually eat. Like if they've come in, why do you constantly have to ask, you know, Miller Lite? You know, they're drinking Miller Lite. Right. Just it's already, you know, it's right. They, you have they, it when they're walking in. Exactly. So. so it's one of those things where it's like you put that extra touch, you know, and right. that's what we try to do. Got so, it. so, All right. Here's another inside scoop that I need to know from a chef business owner. When you go to other restaurants, because obviously you frequent other places when you're on vacation and, you know, you can't eat every day at your restaurant, even though I could. (laughs) Is it easy to detach yourself like from being a customer to not critiquing everything? Uh, It is impossible. My wife hates it. She hates it. Um, (laughs) I bet. You know, and it's just it's it's because I look at the whole picture and see if I could do better or am I up to par? And what I mean that is, you know, I look at the decor, I look at the customer. So you're comparing. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's, and I teach my staff when you go out and you hate service, like note that in your head 
and not to do that to our guests. So when I go out, you know, and I see, let's say, like right now, everybody's so price sensitive, you know, chicken mm-hmm. wings, everything went up through mm-hmm. the roof. So, you know, I do, I look at, cause I don't want to price gouge. I am not, you know, I, I, I want to give a good product at a good price, but people also need to realize that prices just went up. up like crazy. They know it. And so, you know, and then you'll have sometimes customers say, well, you know, the guy down the street has a beer a little bit cheaper, this a little bit cheaper. And then it's like, I got to remind them, well, you know, I don't have gaming, they have gaming. So they have other revenues that are coming Mm -hmm. in that could suffice maybe a little bit cheaper drink than I do. So don't put me out on the spot because I can't do that. It's just, this is, there's a formula that we all have that we follow to make the profit that we need. Right, like everybody else does. Yeah. So yeah, when I go out, I do, I look at, you know, uh, service, I look at the quality of food that they, they put out and and the price points and you know and you know if I eat you know obviously I'm expecting when I go out to restaurants like anybody something better than you would do at your own house right so you know when I pay for a meal that's 10 times more than I you know you pay at illusion and I felt like I got subpar food I I get a little angry inside mm-hmm. just going wait a second what did I pay for this I, but I knew you would the cost. do you I, would talk to them like you would expect I, you know what I'm a little not? I'm a little different I I you know because I'm in the industry I don't approach like management or whatever mm-hmm. um I'll always give a restaurant a second chance but you know one thing is because I'm in the industry when I go I do have my little favorites, not going to lie, but I, I like to explore different things. If something else opens up, I'd definitely like to check it out and just to get, you know, new ideas. Inside you scoop? got you right. got to constantly evolve. If you don't evolve, you're, you're, yeah. you're just not going to stay. I mean, in our business, I think they say that the first year in a restaurant business, 90% fail. So the 10% the following year have even a, a 50% more chance of failing. But if you stick by three, four years, you're most likely going to be around for a while. And you so. guys, 19 years, and we hope you're Actually, around. Actually, 23 yeah, years 23. Now. Yeah, oh, I was God. 19 when I built it, so yeah. Yeah, do the oh, math. that's right. Getting older, keep, getting older. Keep <laughs> on thinking of that 19. That's that's unbelievable. So I just have one other question, because I think you, because you've been in the industry and have been so successful for such a long time, let's say a young chef or a young entrepreneur walks into your place and asks you advice on how to run his own restaurant. What's like the top three things that you would tell him before opening? That's a really, really good question. And it's something that I think I've thought about myself. Say if older me now would see me, you know, younger, what would I say to myself? And I think there's more than three things. But the first I would say is don't go to culinary school right off the bat. Wow. You know, you could always go back to it. But I've had numerous chefs that I've hired that just got out of culinary school, spent $100,000 for the education, and then two weeks into it, I don't like this. People don't realize behind closed doors, you know, you're cooking, you're, you know, everybody thinks that, you know, they're Guy Fieri or, you know, Bobby Flay on on Food Network. There's very few of those. I mean, you could be a rock star in your restaurant, don't get me wrong, but you're not that, not everyone could have their own TV show and it's not all glamorous. I mean, it's a lot of long hours. Mm -hmm. Uh, I work 18 hour days, seven days Mm -hmm. a week. And you have to have the love for it. So I would say don't go to culinary school right away. I mean, you could learn a lot of things on YouTube and all that stuff. Now, education's important, so I'm not saying don't eventually go to culinary school. But I think you could hone your talent by working under others that you could learn off of. So mm-hmm. I would suggest mentor. for them. Find a mentor like yeah, you. Go to a restaurant that you love and see if you could work there. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, just being a prep guy or a prep And seeing prep if, person, you like yeah. before, if you right, like it. If you like it, yeah. Right you know, away. I, I had a, this story also kind of brings in, I had a waitress long, long time ago that 
loved the industry. She loved it. She would love going to nightclubs and restaurants and bars. And then when she started working for us and she saw how my sister and, and I worked so hard and how many hours and the holidays and the birthdays that we missed, she goes, you know what? She goes, I thought I wanted all that. But looking at it now, I, I'm glad, you know? And so instead of her jumping in and spending all this money and realizing that's not what she wants to do, she was able to see firsthand. So definitely try out the business. So what, what other two things? Well, so, I mean, the, so obviously, you know, um, try again, out, try out, work for others. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then get to hone your own food. Try everything, but you have to create something that's unique. I mean, there's so many burger places out there, so many pizza places. So it's one of those things where you got to create something that nobody could have anywhere else, right? right. And that's what's going to make them come back to you. Or if they can make it great. And then, you know what? You're going to make mistakes. You know, mm-hmm. we've made a lot of mistakes, but you need to learn from those mistakes. And you mm-hmm. can't keep on making the same mistake. And mm-hmm. and we try not to do that, you know? And then just watching, like, a lot of people don't realize how to price things out. It's just, it's unbelievable, you know? It's like, I've had competitors try to compete against me, and I, I would just sit there and not laugh, but, like, realize going, they will be out of business. And it wasn't, like, a cocky thing or anything to say. It was just, they were pricing things that, lower than they're buying, Mm -hmm. you know, certain drinks. I'm like, you're giving this away. It's costing you more money to give this out than you're bringing in. Eventually you're going to run out of money, you know? So it's, it's, it's about pricing your product right and all that stuff. And knowing your customers, knowing the customers and location is everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, but then, you know, at the same time I could say like illusion, we're kind of almost like a destination, but you know, we're not in an area where where people are walking and all that stuff. I mean, so, you know, if you create a good buzz, people come and see you, you know, we had 23 years of buzz and you guys have created it. We're we're trying. And like, you know, like I said, during, during this whole COVID experience, we realized, you know, what we started as when I was 19 and what I am now, it's two different things. You know, I've, I've opened up another business, you know, years ago in another area and was voted top three piano bar and all of, you know, so it's like, I've done so many different little things. I've made those mistakes. So, you know, for a young chef, it's, you know, definitely get get their feet wet. I read something about Bobby Flay. He was very talented before he went to culinary school. Went to culinary school. Once he graduated, everybody wanted him. He got hired by a restaurant in New York. And the owner loved him so much. And he was having issues with his current chef, fired him, fired the, the current chef and gave Bobby Flay the position. And Bobby said, no, I'm not ready. And he quit. And that was probably one of the best things that he right. did because he then followed a couple other chefs and, you know, he really mastered his, his technique is, and look yeah. where he is now. So Incredible. so sometimes don't jump at everything that comes at you. Make sure you know when you're ready, you know, yeah. and, and, and I think you'll know when you're ready. You know, it does take time to create, you know, those recipes and trial and error, trial and error. You and know? Your recipes sure are good. So we'll talk about illusions and let our listeners know more about your restaurant in a little bit, but let's just get right to my burning questions. So for people who haven't been to illusions, tell us a little bit just about the concept and what you guys serve and all of that. Well, illusion originally started to be kind of a, and I don't want to say a copycat, but there was a coffee shop on Cumberland Avenue called Cafe Cappuccino that, you know, all the young people used to go hang out. And we loved it. And we were just like, oh, we could do something like this. So we actually, my sister and I came up with the concept. It was going to be called Cafe Latte originally. And the location was going to be where we are now and, Mm -hmm. and always have been. And there was a billiard place next door to us. And we're like, wow, you know, there's a lot of young people hanging out. They need a place to have like a cup of coffee, a drink while they're waiting for a pool table. 
And this is, you know, pre-social media and all this stuff where you actually had to go out to meet people and, and What's converse. That? Yeah, right. <laughs> different world. So, yeah, now. way different world. And so we had everything signed. Our parents didn't know. We bought all the furniture from IKEA and wherever we could afford, got a locker storage and had everything stored. And then all of a sudden, landlord calls me and says, we can't allow you to go into that spot. You know, and I literally almost started crying. I, you know, my sister's right next to me. She's like, what's going on? What's going on? I'm like, well, I guess we don't have the spot. They're going to move us into one of their other plazas. And so I'm asking the landlord, I'm like, what's the deal? He's like, well, I'm getting sued. You know, the pantry has the right first refusal on coffee. And you're saying you're a coffee place. And there's a restaurant there prior, a bistro, and they had food as their primary. So I couldn't do food. So started thinking and I was just like within two seconds I'm like well there's this juice craze happening out in New York how about if I sell it to you as a juice bar and he's like okay I'm like that'll be my primary source but I'll still sell coffee and I'll still sell food mm -hmm. as my secondary and third and he's like okay I like it and you know what I'm gonna change the name it's gonna be called an illusion because it kind of was exactly by changing like that so then it just kind of came to be and as we grew, you know, we started off with only maybe two salads and two sandwiches. And we have a full menu now, you know. And no more Ikea furniture. I know. No I've more been there. Ikea furniture. It is nice <laughs> furniture. So what are some of your specials and what are the things that you're known for in the area? I mean, I know this answer, but I think everybody needs to know. You know, it, obviously, it's we're, we're a little bit of everything. We try to hit everything. One of my favorites, because it took me a year to get the recipe down, is our burgers. Mm -hmm. We do hand grind our own burgers. Special seasoning that took me literally a year to finally kind of hone down. We have a nice brioche hamburger bun with uh, seeded. It's an amazing burger. But then like our salads, you know, our Greek salad, mm -hmm. it's, it's one of the hugest Greek salad you'll, you'll see out there. And we saw a lot of it, especially during the summertime. We also, you know, started doing our own pizzas. So we, we do our own crust. And we were noticing that, you know, a lot of the patrons at the bar, they're either single or whatever. And they weren't eating a whole pizza, so we came out with you know the flatbreads, which is like a, a smaller version of our pizza with different toppings. So it's it's something that's different, I guess, that you could and get in the area. people love that, and yep. it's light, or it could not be. Exactly. And I'm going to throw in a plug. I think you guys have the best panini as well as french fries I've ever had. So yeah. now that we're all thoroughly starving... <laughs> So I started going to your place before you were a Displays Chamber member. I think we're going on two and a half years now. You all joined. And again, I never wanted to pressure you all. I, I think at first you didn't even know what I did to join. But you guys joined. We're just now about a year and a half ago. And how has that made a difference? Or I won't even just say, like, how has joining a displays chamber or any other organization has that helped your business grow or how has that made a difference for, oh, for you sure all? i mean you know just networking and getting to know new people and especially you know obviously in the community mm -hmm. you know you start realizing you think you know a lot of people and all that stuff but we're on the edge of like displays and mount prospects so mm -hmm. we get a little of both i guess but knowing displays is huge and there's such a great people and great following. And through the chamber, we were able to meet a lot of these people. And we've actually worked with some other businesses through, you know, the chamber because, you know, we did obviously the catering event at three businesses already and really helped us out. So mm -hmm. definitely for us, it helped, um, you know, 20 some odd years ago when I was 19 and 
they asked us to join. It was kind of like a different experience. I'm so glad that we're part of it right now. It definitely helps us. And Andrew's, yeah, you've it, been the it, best. Oh, right? well, thank <laughs> you. But the feeling is mutual. And again, I'm a big fan. So, and the fact that you're here today is great. So if somebody is in our community that wants to go to eat, which again, order those French fries. It's my favorite. <laughs> but order a lot more because yeah. you're a lot more. Yeah. And that old fashioned. <laughs> but anyway, how can they, contact you or let's say they want to cater for a party or just go there for dinner lunch so you can always stop in. it's always the best you know obviously i'm a people person so i like you know seeing people and and What's one thing address? about us our address is at 659 north wolf road in Desplaines. we're on the corner of wolf and central and you could also visit us at illusionbarandgrill.com and our website now. You could order online. You could write to us through the website if you don't want to come in. Or you could even go on Google and we're on Google Messenger. So if you do Google Illusion Cafe, you could send a message and it comes right to my phone. I'm usually within a few minutes yeah, respond are. right back. So that's great. But definitely come in. The best and we do a lot of catering and you know, everyone's like, let me see your catering menu. And we have one, but I cater to the person. We've done fillets for a party to just, you know. Charcuterie Yeah, boards. I mean, we do yeah, a little bit of everything. Ones, yeah. and, and I like sitting down with the guests and asking them what kind of uh, vibe that they want in their party. What's their, you know, do they want more Mediterranean? You know, what are they looking for? And, and one thing is I always ask, I'm not a car salesman. So come in with a budget. And sometimes, right. honest to God, 90% of the time, I could probably get you a better deal than you thought. A lot of people don't realize. They don't. Tell they, the budget. Yeah, just like, tell me so the budget because you know. I could probably give you a yeah. lot more. You know, if right. you don't give me a budget, I, 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 it's, uh, I'm shooting in the air going, okay, what do they want? You know, not right, knowing. So right. I think that'd be a, a key That's thing. Great. Is, well, thank you so much for your time. And again, to the people that are listening to us, I really encourage you to come in and get to know them and their food and their drinks and their staff. It's just a wonderful place. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you.